SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Tuesday, January 10th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. You can follow me on Twitter. Send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, the Bulldogs are winners. Mr. Vegas are losers. Scheduling to peak a high. College basketball season begins. Who's winning next year? Who's quarterbacking for the Dolphins? Cardinals hit a new low. This Colt has some kick left. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid uh, Radio uh, and Sports Grid TV as well. What's going on, LLs? How are you on this uh, Tuesday, a dreary day here on Long Island and here in the Wetzel household? Yeah, Mr. Vegas, yours truly. We were going to cash in last night. We were going to bail uh, at least part of my ticket on the 80-1 to 1 for TCU to win the championship. Did I do it? Of course not. I swear... And I know people say this all the time, but it's true. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. I swear every time I bail, I would have won the bet. And every time I don't cash out, I end up losing a bet. I didn't cash out with the Houston Texans, although I tried to, but then the daughter was using a computer and I couldn't really kick her off. Hey, Dad. Hey, hey, uh, hey, little Ash. Can I uh, I use my computer? How come? Well, I want to bail out on a bet. You know, that, that wouldn't go over too well. So I didn't bail on the Texans over under under two and a half. And lo and behold, they rallied crazy game on Sunday and they beat the Colts. So and then last night, and I'm sitting on this 80 to one ticket like we've been talking about. Not a lot, you know, a couple bucks, you know, enough to, you know, it doesn't take much at 80 to one, you know, it's well over a thousand dollars. So I'm, I'm going to I'm thinking I'm bailing, I'm thinking I'm bailing. Right. And then I see the line and it was 450 money line two days ago. And then yesterday, it bumped back up to five to one. I'm like, ah, you know what? All right, I'm not going to buy out at five to one. Let me let me see. And then FanDuel stopped offering me a cash out. So I actually had to hedge by betting Georgia on the money line. Well, let me, let me see if this will go back down to minus 450. Yeah, check a little bit later on in the day, and it's up to minus 550. I'm like, oh, what the fudge? Are you kidding me? 550? I mean, 450 was bad. 550 is a joke. Uh, you know, let, let, let me see if it goes down to five to one, right? So I get distracted. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm getting set for the game. And it actually wasn't that long of a, uh, a pregame. If, if you, you know, tuned on at 730, they started, you know, pretty much right away. And I don't know. One thing led to another. And I see that the TCU wins the coin toss. I'm like, ooh, now. Well, if I can get TCU to march down the field, grab a 7-0 lead, even 3-0 lead, you know, then, then that money line is going to drop from 550 to maybe 350, maybe 3-1. to one. Yeah, Let's watch the first possession before we bail. And, of course, TCU goes three and out. And, of course, Georgia gets the football. Now I'm thinking, all right, now I'm in trouble. Of course, then the line jumps up to minus 750. They didn't score a point yet. The line jumped already a couple hundred points. Right down the field, Georgia goes just like that. Bing, bang, boom. It's 7 nothing, and Georgia's minus 12 to 1, minus 14 to 1. Uh, long story short, there basically went my chances. Even 
after Georgia went up 10-0 and then TCU cut it to 10-7, even then Georgia was still 14-1. to And while you may think, well, if you got 80 to 1, Scott, over here and 14 to 1 over there, you, you could still hedge that. It, it doesn't work that way. It, it just, just believe me, it doesn't work that way. That, that 14 to 1 is basically the same as 80 to 1. So I couldn't do it. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history. That's all TCU wrote. You know, they didn't score again. And uh, there goes my chance to win a couple thousand dollars down the drain, down the drain completely. And I was going to cash out at least some of it. I was always going to hold on because I had two separate bets. I put it in twice. So I was going to hold on to the smaller ticket and cat. No, I was going to, yeah, I was going to hold on to the smaller ticket and cash out on the bigger ticket. But, and then they stopped offering a, ca- a, a cash out during the week, which really kind of perturbed me a little bit because they were offering up to 19 to one at one point. And I said, all right, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to do that. And then when I went to do that, then it was gone and then it didn't show up again until I uh, really, I think, till, till game time, to tell you the truth. I don't know why they took it off the board, but they did. And as far as TCU is concerned, the game, what a joke. Well, what an absolute joke. I, I mean, for those of us, and I am included in that, that want more playoff teams, last night's performance by TCU did nothing to, you know, uh, Give us more ammunition. Now, it, it's what's done is done. We're, we're going to get an expanded playoff. But for those that want like 16 teams, you know, or even more than that, that was what a waste of time. What an absolute waste of time. What a hard, you know what? I'm not going to criticize the players. What a horrible job TCU did coaching that game. Just absolute horrible. I mean, they basically, and they quit after the first half. They really did. And they really quit even in the first half. I mean, just awful, obviously, football 65-7. to 7. We'll get to it all, uh, including our uh, little little prop plays, a couple prop plays that we thought we had the gold chance to hitting on. So that, we got some NFL news. College basketball season starts as well. All coming up, Office Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Ops Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Talking national championship game. Yeah, it was over before it started. really was. It's funny. I was watching the four-letter network, and they had Nikki Quick. First off, you know, he's such a fraud. I'll respect guys. I won't like them, but you know, listen. That's their that's their opinion. Uh, I'll respect the Bill Belichick's of the world who don't want to deal with the media. Think the media is a pain in the butt. You know, think the media is uh, you know couldn't spell cat if you spotted them the C and a T. And generally speaking, they're they're probably right on most of those things. But if you become part of the media after that, that then you're a complete fraud. And that's what, you know, Nick Saban is. He really is. And all Dolphins fans think this way anyway. So they're just more icing on the cake. You know, I see him part of the uh, the four-letter network broadcast last night. And, you know, under normal circumstances, no big deal. But this guy despises the media. He hates the media. He hates the attention. He, he thinks we're all a bunch of, well, what's his phrase, the phrase he uses, whatever it is there. Uh, we're, we're trash. We're, we're useless. You know, we're, we're beyond, uh, you know, uh, comprehension. We're, we're just nothing, you know. And then what, what do we turn around? And there he is, part of the media. Does he think he's not part of the media? Does he not get when he does these things that he becomes the person that he despises? is most of all I, I don't know if anyone's ever pointed that out to him but somebody should you know if you're on a 
broadcast like that, and you're being paid to give your opinions as he is and his analysis and everything else, you're the media. Like it or not, you are the media. So when you spit on the media next year, as he no doubt will, three, four, five times during the course of the season, someone should remind him that, uh, you know, you're spitting on your brother here, right? Because you're one of us now. What a joke. So anyway, the, watch the broadcast and, and everything else. And uh, it was just a debacle. Just, just, just a debacle. Here's why, you know, I'm, I'm disgusted more with the TCU coaching staff than I am the players. You know, they ran. I counted it up, and I, and I could be off uh, one or two. They ran the ball on first down 11 out of 13 times that I counted. 11 out of 13. You know, here's a team that I get it runs the ball, and, and one or two of those may have been on scrambles, but you got to throw the football. You know, you're not going to run over Georgia. How could you go into that game thinking your offensive line is going to be able to handle the Georgia defensive line? Nobody has. Even Ohio State was running the ball, was, was throwing the ball all over the place. They weren't running it down Georgia's throat. You got to throw the ball. All right, we don't have five seconds to throw the ball. All right, so adjust. You know, here's a here's a thought. How about throwing a screen? Whatever happened to the great old talking football? Let's throw the disc into the little box there and let's put screen. This way, when they have blitz, I'm gonna get a 25-yard gain. I think it was 25. I mean, you know, do something as a coaching staff to offset that defensive line, which is manhandling your offensive line. Here's a thought, uh, TCU. How about rolling Dugan out a little bit? Instead of having him take three, four steps, dropping back the pass straight and getting crushed, how about roll him out to his right or his left, whatever his good arm is, which we think would be to the right since he's a righty. You know, how about a couple of screens? How about a couple of quick flanker throws right to the wide receiver? I mean, there was, there was no imagination at all. Did that coaching staff, did they do any homework whatsoever? I mean, just awful. Players take their fair share. I get that. But I, you know, as I get older and watch more and more and more and more sports, the more and more and more I appreciate the coaching staff. And you're not going to win. I, I, I've said this, uh, you know, either on this show or podcast, wherever uh, in play sports tonight. Give me the good head coach and the mediocre team versus the real good team and the mediocre head coach any day of the week. Any day of the week. Give me that mediocre head, or give me that mediocre team. I'll take the smart head coach. Smart head coach, smart coaching staff, and not just the head coach, but smart coaching staff will get the most out of that mediocre team, where the bad coaching staff will get the least out of the real good team. And I'll take the best out of mediocre versus the least out of really good. And you saw it last night. No screens, no rollouts, no little flanker passes. Everything was, was going to be 15, 20 yards down the field. You, you, How did you go into that game thinking that you were going to be able to do that? I mean, and then even if you did after the first couple of drives, I mean, the reality's got to slap you in the face. And then second half, they ran the ball. Like I said, 11 out of the 13 times that they had a first down that I counted, they ran the ball first. You, you were putting yourself in a hole. Every second down was second and long. You know, you got to mix it up a little bit. Keep them on their toes. Just awful. Awful. So Georgia the champs, back-to-back years. You know, I hear these people say, well, first time in this, uh, you know, the way the, the college football format is set up, we've had back-to-back champs. I mean, what's it been? Six years, seven years, ten years? Tops, right? 
We're not counting the BCS years. It's not like it's been 50 years here, so no big deal. So they get the back-to-back championships. And then next year, have you seen their schedule? And uh, Fowler alluded to it, but Herb Street, uh, he's just an awful broadcaster. Uh, what, what, what the four-letter network sees in him, I don't know. He should be televising Topeka High versus uh, Jefferson High. I mean, just just nothing last night. Nothing. Listen, it's a blowout game. What are you going to do? That's when, you know, it's your job to step up and make the thing interesting. Come up with something, even at halftime. You know, I've always said, yeah, they were down 38-7 at halftime, so they're down 31 points. You know, the conversation should have been by all those guys, are you down 31? What would it take for you to have think TCU might win this football game? Be down 10, be down 14, be down 21. And whatever they answered, you say, well, that's what you're really behind then. That, that's that, that, you know, that's when you're back in the game. You know, if, if they can get within 14, get within 10. I view it as I'm not down 31. I'm really down 21. You, you get me within 10, 14 points, and then we got ourselves a football game again. You know, they should have discussed things like that. Um, but they were just as boring as boring can be. They, they were lost. They were clueless. Fowler and Herb Street, they're awful together. They really are. I don't know how they think they're a big-time broadcast team. They, they had nothing last night. So, but Fowler did bring up a couple times. Herb Street wouldn't bite. Of course not. Georgia's schedule next year, what an absolute joke. What, 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 what an absolute joke. And it's really an indictment on the SEC, which is becoming top-heavy again. Their schedule next year, UT Martin, Ball State, UAB, Topeka High, Georgia Tech, Vandy. I mean, are you kidding me? There's no Alabama. There's no LSU. You got South Carolina that might be good. You got Auburn that stinks. At Tennessee, their only real game on the schedule. That's it. I mean, they're three to one right now to win the national championship again next year. I don't know if they'll win again, but you'll never get better odds than what you're getting right now. I'm not a big believer in blocking your money up for a year for three to one odds. But if you're just going by, you know, is this could this line go up or down? It's not getting any lower than, uh, or it's not getting any higher than three to one. So if you want to lock it in, you knock yourself out. I wouldn't. Too much can happen. But with that schedule, how are they not going to go undefeated next year? Or at least have the one loss. Maybe at Tennessee. That, that would be the one. You know, and it's really getting an indictment on the SEC because the SEC, you would think, well, Scott, they got the SEC schedule, so it's got to be great. Yeah, the SEC's not that good anymore. You know, Alabama, obviously good. Tennessee, good. Georgia, good. Stop. LSU, not really sure what we're going to get out of LSU, but they don't play LSU. They don't play Alabama. Then they got the Cupcake East division, which is filled with South Carolina, Kentucky, a mediocre Florida team, Missouri, and Vandy. And then you throw in those Cupcakes uh, non-conference, they're, they're, they're going 12-0. and 0. Uh, no, no two ways about it. 11-1 and 1 with, with Tennessee on the road would be the tough one. So... Hop in on that three to one if you want to put your money away because that'll never get any higher than that. All right, opposite picks. We'll check out the, some of our props and some of our shots on goal coming up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back. It is Ops Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Talk a little college football, some NFL notes here. We got our shots on goal and... uh, Uh, We'll take a look at uh, some of our open parlays that we hit on both yesterday, plus, of course, opposite picks coming up in about uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, First up, some NFL news. Uh, So Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel telling reporters yesterday that two attacks hasn't been cleared for any football activities. Uh, They're hoping to have uh, more clarity by tomorrow, but... Listen, he's not playing. They're going to throw it out there. Even, like I said, they got criticized up and down when they put him in there against Cincinnati earlier in the year after his first concussion, or seemingly his first concussion. And uh, they they got killed in the media after he got another one. So I I, I don't think he's playing Dolphin fans. I really don't. And, And because of that, they probably don't have a chance against Buffalo you know, Bridgewater plays, maybe. If uh, Skyler Thompson plays, forget about it. If Mike Glennon plays, you might as well not even go to Buffalo. So, But the thought of Tua maybe even playing, I hope so. I really do. But I, I doubt very much that they would put him out there, knowing the scrutiny that they would be under. And if this guy got another concussion, oh, my God, five concussions, four concussions in a year. Uh, that would The only thing, the clarity for him, if, if that would make him finally realize I can't play in the NFL, I just can't. I, you know, I, I can't get hit without getting another concussion. Uh, you know, uh, for the poor guy, you know, before he gets seriously hurt, you know, you don't want that to happen. But I, I would be surprised if they, they suited him up. I really would. Colts Jeff Saturday uh, made it clear yesterday that he wants the uh, job on a permanent basis, head coach of the Colts. So... Uh, he said there would be significant changes if he got the position. I'm not sure what that means. I'm guessing with the coaching staff and the way they do things. I know things ended ugly there. Uh, they got just the one win against the Raiders. <laughs> you think about how bad the Raiders season was, right? Now, you know what? Tomorrow we'll do a, uh, or maybe later on tonight on In Play Sports Tonight, we'll do a top 10 worst seasons. And uh, it wouldn't necessarily just go by records. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but just, you know, expectations and what the team went through, what they lost, what they gained, you know, the Colts would obviously be on that list for sure, but I, I like him and I just like the fact that everyone didn't like him. I wish they would have won a couple of more games just to shut people up, but you know, is he any worse than somebody, you know, is he any worse than Lovey Smith? You know, I, I don't think so. Is he any worse than some of the other guys, any worse than Cliff Kingsbury? Really? You know? How about Cliff Kingsbury getting fired, right? And now the Cardinals owner, Michael Bidwell, revealed that quarterback Kyler Murray, you know, the same guy that got, in essence, Kingsbury fired, you know, the same guy who's a prima donna, the same guy who looks like he wants to be anywhere else but on a football field, the same guy that comes across as a pompous ass. Uh, Yeah, that guy is going to apparently have uh, input on who the team hires as a head coach. But they are, they are they have bought into this Kyler Murray hook, line, and sinker, man. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's the owner. I don't know if it's the former GM. I don't know if it was Kingsbury. I don't know if it was somebody else on the offensive staff. I don't know if it was a secretary that just thought he was cute. But, man, they are just into this guy hook, line, and sinker. Financially, yes. But, listen, they were into financially uh, Kingsbury, and they whacked him owing him $30 million 
They, they, they still think this Kyler Murray is the be-all, end-all. Man, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. The guy was a jackass with the head coach, you know, not even talking to him. And, you know, whenever they would have huddles on TV, you know, he has this, you know, awful look on his face like he could give a rat's behind about anybody but himself. And that's the guy that you're going to consult. I mean, it makes sense on paper. Like, all right, he's our star quarterback. We're committed to him for the next four years. So, you know, we want to hire a guy that he, you know, can work with. I mean, it makes sense. But when you read it versus executing it, you know, Kyler Murray gets a, a chance to say who the team's head coach will be. Good gravy. The guy hasn't won a big game in his life. Stop kissing his ass, Arizona. If you kiss his ass. Now, what do you think? Do you think Kyler Murray is going to bring in a Bill Belichick type? Or do you think Kyler Murray is going to bring in another Cliff Kingsbury type? I, I, I don't know any one person who wants a disciplinarian as their boss. You know, at part of the franchise, part of uh, maybe management, okay. But uh, for as far as my immediate boss is concerned, nobody. Nobody would pick that guy. So this guy's not necessarily going to pick the best guy. He's going to pick the guy that he thinks he can walk over. That's why the Arizona Cardinals are the Arizona Cardinals. And it's true. It really, it really is. Titans fired four uh, guys yesterday. I still think now nah, I'm probably wrong on this because he probably would have left by now. But I, I, I thought Rabel was going to step down too, to tell you the truth. The way he was looking, I, I didn't think he was coming back next year. Uh, I really didn't. But he had that look of I can't win. And that look wasn't being resolved to the fact that he can't win. It was a look of he is resolved to the fact that he can't win with these coaches. <laughs> that's what it was. And that really, that's what it was. I, you know, watching him on the sidelines the last couple of games, I think he realized I, I can't win with this. I just can't. So we're going to make some changes. So I guess they will, uh, including the offensive coordinator. All right, pyramid plays yesterday. Not bad. We had the Bucks, and I'll tell you, been doing this for... I don't want to say how long, you know, gambling with your local Louis de Lip. Long time, long time. And even though I tell people don't, 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 what do I do? <clears throat> I do, 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 do. And that is I got scared off a winner last night. Uh, it happens. And it, this is whenever you see a lousy line and it turns out to be lousy and you say, man, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And then people say, well, if you can read those bad lines, why don't you play against them all the time? Because there are some times where that lousy line does give you a break. Milwaukee, case in point, last night. Now, they are down 17 against the Knicks. I realize that. It didn't look good. But ultimately, they came back and they won the game against New York. And, uh, you know, they covered the two-point spread as they won 111-107. So I saw that line yesterday at 2. And I know the Knicks had won four in a row, but it's still the Bucs versus the Knicks. And more importantly, the Bucs were coming off that performance in which they lost by, what, 40 points, 30 points, whatever it was to the Hornets, 29. At home, Giannis, the Greek freak, was really not Greek, only had nine points. I mean, just, just embarrassed by the Hornets, the worst team in the NBA, perhaps, this side of Houston, at home. So there was like no way in the world I thought they were not going to come out flying, right? I mean, you, you don't lose at home by 29 points to the worst team in the NBA without, if you have any kind of character whatsoever, come out flying the next game. 
which was last night. Line's only two. Hmm. Seems awfully low, but okay. Line drops to one later in the afternoon. I'm like, one? How is that possible? Then the line goes to pick them. I'm like, pick them? Wow. Somebody knows something. You know, maybe the Greek freak uh, really is uh, hurt or something. You know what? I I, I can't play this because this doesn't make any sense. And when they were down 17, I must say, I was like, well, that's pretty good. You know what? Uh, I avoided a loss. How about that? I can't believe it. And lo and behold, they rallied from 17 down and they win. Now, Giannis didn't have uh, a big night, and that was another part of the equation. I thought for sure he would bounce back after having only nine points, but uh, he only had 22. But the Bucs do win 111 to 107. Just another example of just you really – Easier said than done. Avoid these bad lines as far as the, don't worry about them because, you know, in the end, maybe it turns out to be even. Maybe maybe they turn out to be losers more times than winners. But when they turn out to be winners and you don't play it because you think you're going to be outsmarting the boys in Vegas, you just you're kicking yourself. So Bucks win and they covered late and only two. Hopefully you guys did play it. Over Yachts, 32 and a half points. That was a loser. Nashville in the NHL, best play. Pick them against Ottawa. That was a winner. College basketball, New Mexico lay in five and a half. They won by seven. That was a winner. So three and one with our uh, with our pyramid plays. We never ended up doing the shots on goal. All right, how about tonight? Tonight, NBA, best play. Big schedule. Uh, I'm going to go with under 224 and a half OKC. Against, uh, I wrote Utah, but that's not right. Uh, who are they playing? Uh, Miami. Yeah, on my sheet here, I wrote to Utah. Uh, so under 224 and a half, um, OKC versus Miami. Uh, how about props? I'm going to go uh, to Harden. Points, rebounds, and assists. Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Detroit Pistons. They didn't have it up a moment ago. Let's see if they have him up uh, there now. Rebounds, assists, player combos. Uh, they oh, they do. How about that? Uh, no, they don't. Not yet. Not not for him. They got a couple up there, but not Harden. But I'm going to play Harden uh, points, rebounds, and assists with uh, with James Harden, whatever it is. Uh, NHL big slate of games. Nothing really crazy, crazy. But I'm going to go with the Islanders. Pick them at home against Dallas. Islanders playing well, decent team. Dallas, decent team, but I get the home team to pick them. Why not? College basketball, best play. Auburn, here's another one. Uh, was three last night. Now it's down to two and a half against Ole Miss. Ole Miss stinks. Auburn is ranked in the top 25, and it's basically pick them. But I'm not going to, you know, uh, killed me last night. I'm not going to worry about it. You want to give me Auburn ranked team against a 500 team? I'll take that any day of the week. Where do I sign up? So Auburn laying two and a half. Good slate of college basketball. And you know what? College basketball is officially started. I know officially, officially it started back in November. But once the college football championship game is done, now we turn our attention to college basketball. So college basketball, good slate of games tonight as well. But Auburn laying to two and a half against Ole Miss, the best one. Shots on goal. We have that in our open parlays. And, of course, opposite picks all coming up next right here at SportsGrid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, 
yes, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Got a nice little seven-pack of games for you today. Here we go. First of seven. Going to start in uh, college basketball. North Carolina getting four and a half at Virginia. You know, if there's one team that's been able to handle Virginia's tough man-to-man defense over the years, it's been North Carolina. They won their last two games against the Cavs, who struggled to beat mediocre Syracuse last time out, and they lost at Pittsburgh two games ago. They're near the bottom of all NCAA teams against the spread at only 4-10. North Carolina wins outright. Love North Carolina here. Give me Virginia late to 4.5. Pick number two, Kansas State laying five versus Oklahoma State. Cowboys nine and eight on the year and are coming off a loss against Texas in which they managed a measly 46 points. Kansas State, meanwhile, scored 116 against Texas just last week. Let me see, 46 versus 116. And now all I do is have to lay five with the home slash better team. Ah, love Kansas State, which is also one of the best against the spread teams in the nation at 11 and 4. Yeah, give me Oklahoma State plus the five. Pick number three, Oklahoma getting nine at Kansas. Yeah, Kansas is obviously the better team, but they have two monster games against ranked Iowa State and Kansas State coming up next. This is the look-ahead game. Maybe they win, but I don't think they cover. Sooners have close losses to Iowa State, Texas, Villanova, and Arkansas. Same thing happens here. I think they lose, but they're not going to lose by double digits. Love Oklahoma here getting nine. Uh, Give me a Kansas minus the nine. Pick number four, Auburn laying two and a half at Ole Miss. How are the 21st ranked Tigers just a two and a half point favorite against eight and seven Mississippi? And that line is down a half a point from last night. Ole Miss winless in the SEC, 0-3. They've lost four in a row, seven of 10. They aren't any good. Being at home will help, but not that much against the Tigers. Auburn wins easily. Eh, Give me Mississippi plus the two and a half. Pick number five, NBA we go. Uh, Four, rather. Cleveland laying three at Utah. Uh, Cavs are on the road, but that's okay. Jazz are struggling. This is more of an anti-Utah play. They've lost seven of eight. Cavs, meanwhile, five and two their last seven. Jazz season started off strong. They surprised a lot of folks, but, you know, reality's kicking in. They can't compete with the big boys, and the Cavs are one of the big boys. Love Cleveland here. Basically, a pick them. Yeah, give me Utah plus the three. Uh, pick number five, we got uh, Toronto laying seven and a half versus Charlotte. You know, I don't know how Charlotte won at Milwaukee Friday night, but that's not the real Charlotte team. The real Charlotte team is the one that's 11 and 30 overall, 6 and 16 on the road. Yikes. Laying less than 10 points against them is a steal. Love Toronto here. Yeah, give me a Charlotte plus the seven and a half. Pick number six, Islanders pick them versus Dallas. Uh, you know what? I'll grab the Islanders at home against Dallas. Why not? Islanders 12 and 6 at home, while the Stars are only 12 and 10 on the road. New York returns home from a 1 and 3 West Coast trip. Wasn't great, obviously, but nothing like a little home cooking for the Isles. Stars have lost two of their last three. Love New York here. 
Yeah, give me a Dallas uh, pick them. Opposite picks. I lied. We got a six-pack in games. Uh, or is it seven? Yeah, it is seven. Uh, North Carolina. Uh, check that. Virginia laid four and a half versus North Carolina. Oklahoma State plus five versus Kansas State. Kansas laying nine against Oklahoma. Mississippi plus two and a half versus Auburn. Uh, Utah plus three against Cleveland. Charlotte uh, plus seven and a half against Toronto. And uh, on the ice, Dallas Pickham against the New York Islanders. Seven pack for you for this Tuesday, January 10th. Good luck, folks. All right, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's seven. I've, I've got, uh, I had four college basketball ones there. Yeah, with Virginia, Oklahoma State, Kansas, and Mississippi. Yep, and then the two baskets, NBA, and then the one hockey. Yep, adds up to seven. All right, there, there you go. Last night, uh, let us see. We uh, won with Georgia, minus the 12 and a half. We lost with the Knicks, plus the two. How did New Orleans do? Um, let me go to the schedule there. New Orleans, the Pelicans, Pelicans, Pelicans. Uh, they beat the Wiz, so that was a winner. Um, Bulls plus eight and a half was a winner as they lost by eight, seven or eight. So right now we're looking pretty good. Uh, let's see. Lakers plus eight. Uh, I know they lost the game. They lost by uh, 13. That was a loser. All right. As we all know, LeBron and company is. And Seattle uh, minus the 190. Did that one win over in the NHL? I didn't get these late scores last night. Seattle Kraken uh, did uh, beat the, the Canadians 4 nothing, So that was a winner. So yesterday we went 1-1, one 1-2, and 2-2, one, 3-2, one and 4-3. Two, two and two, and two, and Not too bad. And I'll, uh, I'll figure out uh, the money line after the show. No sense wasting your time with that. But we're, we are now 21 up and 20 down for 2023. All right. Uh, let's do our open parlays here. So, main one for 100 bucks. We had the Milwaukee Bucks last night, money line minus 108. Got fortunate, got lucky. They were down 17, playing like crap, but they ended up winning. That's all we care about. So, we won $93. So, we have $193 to bet, right? The 93 that we won and the original $100 bet. And this is what we do. We roll it over six times. I always get emails asking, how do we, you know, what's going on with this stuff? So, I always like to explain it every once in a while. So, it's a six-teamer, so we got six plays. Well, not all going to happen in one day. We do one play at a time, and we just roll over our winnings. So we're starting with $100. That's a full unit for us for our recording purposes. You figure out whatever your full unit is, but it's a full unit, so we risked 100 to win 93 We won that last night. So now we're up to $193, right? The original $100 bet and the winnings we had. <coughs> so where are we going to go tonight? Going to go uh, semi-conservative. I, I do like Kansas State a lot. Tempted to lay the five. A fan who I just checked has it up to five and a half. I don't want to do that. So it's it's right around that. You know, if it's like four, I'd take my chances. Five, eh. I do think they're going to cover. I really do. But let's go conservative. It's the beginning of the year. Let's try and build a nice winning pot here that we can play with house money. So we'll take Kansas State on the money line. $193 minus $240 to win $80. Bucks. All right, so that's leg number two of our six-leg open parlay. We also have another one uh, which we have to start betting against the Chicago Blackhawks, but the Blackhawks are off tonight, so no action on that until tomorrow. Our underdog open parlay, in which we use a quarter of a unit, which for our purposes is 25 bucks. We hit with the Flyers last night at almost 2-1 to one odds. Not bad. So we risked $25 at plus 198 to win $49.50. 
All right, so you know what we're going to do. Underdog open parlay. When we win the first one, we always take our original $25 out. Uh, we'll play with house money. So we still have $49.50 to play with. It's so almost $50. Bucks. So where are we going to go tonight? We're going to put that on the North Carolina at plus 164. I do think they can win this game against uh, Virginia. Virginia's off just a little bit this year. Carolina went through a little bit of a struggle, but uh, they won their last couple of games. As I told you, they've beaten Virginia twice uh, in a row. So let's go with North Carolina plus uh, 164, 49.50 to win $81. And there you go. And we'll take, again, the original $25 out. So even if we lose, we're not really losing any money. This year, we're 0-3 for minus 50 bucks on them. Open parlay, we're minus 0-2 for minus $200. So uh, keep your fingers crossed, and we'll post that. Post, uh, I'll post that stuff on the hockey page of the uh, the website. So college football bowls end last night. Here's how it ended up: twenty uh, the favorites, twenty seven fourteen. Well, twenty seven and fourteen straight up. So thirteen games over five hundred against the spread, seventeen twenty three and one. So they finished six games under over unders which at one point was, I want to say 20, it's either 20 and 11 or 20 and 13 under. Finished up, uh, typical boys in Vegas, 19 overs, 21 unders with one push. So in the end, right, right around the same. How about that? Go figure, right? Uh, combinations, favorites and over. Oddly enough, uh, the favorite and over hits, uh, you know, that was the fewest that had hit out of all the combinations. Favorite and overs were the uh, fewest, and that thing hit last night. So let me go to my little ticker here and see um, what that ended up with. It was six or seven, right? Seven. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Uh, the Bulls' favorites were 28 and 14 straight up, 18 and 23 and one against the spread. Uh, over under 20. 21 and 1. I forgot to add last night's game in there. Combo favorites were uh, 7. Favorites and over. Underdogs and over, that hit 12 times. Favorites and under hit 9. Underdogs and under hit 12. And then we had uh, you know a couple pushes thrown in there. So favorites and under. Or I checked that. Underdogs and under 12 uh, was the uh, biggest one. And then underdog. And, and over um, 12 as well. So um, that, that was the way to go. But oddly enough, the one that was the fewest, favorites and over, is the one that hit uh, last night. So we were finished up with the college football. And in the end, as far as the trends go, college football, 49 up, 48 down with two pushes. And NFL favorite trends, it finished up 40, 53, and two, uh, going uh, three and six this past week. NFL season trends. How about that? Uh, I do keep track of that on the uh, the football page of the website. So let me go there and throw that. Yeah, we've been following those all season long. Uh, when everything is said and done, favorites went 179-91-1, including 12-3 this past week with one tie. Against the spread, favorites, 124 up, 143 down, four pushes including seven and eight this past week. So finished 19 games under 500. Here's one I always like. Six-point favorites. Straight up, six-point favorites or more, 71 and 18, including eight and one this past week. 71 and 18. But 
against the spread, 39 and 50. <laughs> that is a lot of big favorites winning but not covering. Wow. 32 six-point or higher favorites didn't cover that one. Uh, they just lost outright. So 71 and 18 straight up, 39 and 50 against the spread. 10-point favorites or more went 23 and 3 this year. 9 and 17 against the spread. You know, when you hear those two numbers, right? 71 and 18 straight up, and then 23 and 3 for the 10 point favorites. You, you wonder how did anybody lose in, in suicide pools, right? In survivor pools. I mean, but we all did the first few weeks. It's amazing. Road games, the teams playing back to back road games. I'm surprised because this is different than what it's been over the years. 28 and 43 straight up. 33 and 35 and 2 against the spread. So in the second game of back-to-back road games, teams lost 15 games more than they won. 28 and 43. Over-unders, 117 overs, 153 unders with one tie, one push. That's a lot more unders. Wow, 153 unders, only 117 overs. All right, we'll close up shop next. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Wrapping up shop. Boy, a fast hour for sure. Lisey and Stevens coming up next. Football full circle. Got an email here from Jeff. 2022, you surprisingly turned me down when I offered your great Celtics over the Warriors in the NBA Finals bet and uh, the Dolphins over the Niners in a football bet. It's 2023, the Seahawks with your guy, comeback player of the year, Geno Smith facing my guys, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, and the 49ers defense. Will you pull the hat trick and duck me a third time for a pair of opposite pick sweatpants? I'll take the Niners laying 10 versus Seattle for a pair of OP sweatpants. Which are just invaluable, by the way, if you go to the merchandise page on the website. There's sweatpants, there's there's caps, there's uh, golf shirts, there's uh, hoodies, there's uh, golf tees. Uh, we got coolers, we, we got everything you could have. Uh, for a pair of opposite pick sweatpants, huh? So I imagine that means, Jeff, if, you, if the Niners win, you get them for free. If Seattle covers... Uh, you know, or, or Niners cover the spread, or Seattle covers, you have to buy them. Then is that is that what you're saying? Um, I really don't think Seattle is going to cover, but you never know. You know, you just you know, my guy Gino versus Brock uh, Brock uh, Purdy there. Yeah, why not, Jeff? You want to bet a pair of ops pick sweatpants? Okay, let's go, Gino. How about this? I, I think I told you this yesterday. Uh, I'm a Dolphins fan. They made the playoffs. Daughter's a big Giants fan. They made the playoffs. Son's a big Seattle fan. Don't ask why, but made the playoffs. The only one that didn't, my other daughter, is a Denver Broncos fan. And, well, uh, they got a little ways to go for that. So three out of four, not bad to Wetzel House. Three out of four. So, Jeff, you are on. Let's go, Gino. You got a deal. (laughs) How about that? All right, uh, Stevens, Lisi coming up next right here at Sports Grid Radio. Don't forget, I'll be back later on tonight in Play Sports Tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, as we always are, Monday through Friday. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, folks. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you later on tonight right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159.